0: X Files and welcome back to the X Files Chat Room podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am here with my bestest X File Dini.
1: What's up, Jessica? How's it going How's it on going? this Sunday? Right? Yeah. yeah, it's a Sunday. We record on Sundays usually. Yeah, yeah for the I most know, part, but because of the uh, July Fourth holiday, my days are kind of weird. Kinda uh, how are you,
0: how is how did the July Fourth holiday throw you off when you don't have Mondays, Tuesdays,
1: Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays? Well, You're on vacation. It it did. It did. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I'm a creature of habit. And I'm like, what day is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. So I
0: would think every single day you're confused as to what day it is.
1: Why is that? Because you don't have to go to work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's still like things that I have to do around the house and things that I need to do outside of the house. And I'm just like, what, what day is it today? Damn. Mm. Yeah. And your break's almost up. So my break is almost up. Yep, got a couple more weeks. And then back to the grind. Back to the grind. All right. right. Okay,
0: Deanie. Well, our last episode was Heron Voke, the two-parter of the, you know, season, what, four? Season four premiere. Yep, yep. Do you have any lingering thoughts about that one? I don't
1: have any lingering thoughts on the story, but I read something interesting about the late Don S. Williams, who played the first elder. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if we've mentioned it before, but he passed on October 28th, 2008 at the age of 80. So in the RIP. Yeah, RIP for sure. So in the late 1970s he directed a Canadian sitcom. Oh cool. Called Leo and Me starring 16-year-old Michael J. Fox. And I believe this was Michael J. Fox's like acting debut. And many years later, Mr. Williams, Michael J. Fox, and two other crew members um who worked on that set all developed uh Parkinson's disease roughly around Whoa. the same time or they were experienced symptoms, rough-started experiencing symptoms, excuse me, around the same time. And researchers started to look into it, and they, disca- they called it a cluster. And the case was the focus of a 2002 documentary called The Parkinson's Enigma, directed by journalist and filmmaker Jerry Thompson. And unfortunately, I couldn't find it. I mean, it's available, but it's like a heavy rental fee because it's like from a private film distributor i guess so it's not streaming on youtube or anything but interesting yeah i thought that was really interesting
0: wow no yeah. crazy all right well my lingering thoughts in regards to *Heron Vogue is like i feel like i'm always coming on this podcast and being like hey sorry for being an idiot in the previous podcast because i really do feel like i was giving the people you were, i'm talking about like the the hold up scene at the beginning yes, of, at of the Talitha. brothers k
1: brothers k restaurant in, in Talitha. I'm sorry. Was it Talitha Kumi? Yes.
0: Okay. I'm getting confused because we did those at the same time.
1: Yes. we recorded- And w- I didn't
0: get a chance to talk about it, but now I want to talk about it. Okay? okay. So this is not in regards to Heron Vogue. This is in regards to Talitha Kumi. So I think I was giving, you know, the bystanders, the patrons of the establishment of Brothers K a hard time. Yeah. Because my ass, you know, my ass would be fucking cowardly and not <laughs> want to do anything and just comply and just, you know. No, my ass would be fucking stiff as board, too. I'd yeah. be like, i terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get it, I just it wanted to clarify that. Okay. And today, as you said, is Sunday. What? July 9th. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was, or the last two days, was... The 30th anniversary at the X-Files Preservation Museum in Saratoga oh, Springs, nice. New York. Uh huh. And shout out to Jersey Devil Club at BanAnnie underscore X. Dude, posting all kinds of videos oh. from all the panels. Got to see Anna Beth. Got to see CSM. Yep. Um, got to see
1: Byers. Oh, Chris man. Owens was there. Bounty Hunter. I mean... Yeah, it was uh, Annabeth, Brian Thompson, and William B. Right in that one pound, they were together in that one pound. There was
0: one with them There's and three of them. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So shout out to Jersey Devil Club because we can't be there, we can't go everywhere. Mm-hmm. We, we live in the Southwest. We're so far away from everything. Exactly, it's especially
1: pretty, over there. It's like a, that's
0: a trick. I mean, yeah. you'd have to take a whole day. To travel there and back. Yep. Yep. And that's essentially what we're going to be doing for when we go to Minneapolis as Mm -hmm. well. And it's just a pretty penny. We just... Yeah. We're not... We're not loaded. We're not
1: wealthy. (laughs) We're not wealthy, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. If only. But, oh, man. I would have loved to have been there, but just so glad that I was able to see something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just get into this episode then. All right. Let's get into it. So, at the end of last week, we pulled season six, episode 16. Alpha hmm the previous episode to Alpha is uh or was Arcadia or is Arcadia, and the yep. next one is Trevor Now everybody loves Arcadia. everybody loves Arcadia. I kind of like Trevor's too. I mean it's very problematic in a lot of different areas, but not bad. Season six was okay yeah I season
1: guess. six was like and like a lot of hit and miss.
0: I could tell you right now that this particular episode was a complete miss. Yes. Oh, for
1: sure. This
0: episode originally aired March 28th, 1999. It is written by Jeffrey Bell and directed by Peter Markle. So this episode takes place in Bellflower, California and San Pedro, California, and that's home of Tongva people. And then we are also in the D.C. area, and that is Anacostan and Piscataway. And of course, this information can be found on native-land.ca. So stars, guest stars, we got Andrew Robinson As Dr. Ian Detweiler.
1: What's Ian? He was in... Deep Space Nine. He was in Deep Space Nine. He was Scorpio in the Dirty Harry movie with Clint Eastwood, which I saw like a million years ago. And he was in Hellraiser. Oh, okay. The first one? The The first one. one? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't remember that one.
0: Melinda Coolia as Kieran Berkowitz. Thomas F. Duffy as Jeffrey Kahn. James M. Connor as Jake Conroy. Michael Mantel as Dr. James Riley. David Starwalt as Officer Frank Fiedler, Tuan Tran as Fong, and Yaojin Chan as Wu, which we didn't get enough of Fong or Wu mm-hmm. in this episode. Unfortunately, Things in the news. A jury in Michigan finds Dr. Jack Kevorkian guilty of second-degree murder for administering a lethal injection to a terminally ill man. Man. You remember that? Jack Kevorkian. Oh, yeah. March 26th. The Melissa, quote, Melissa Worm infects Microsoft word processing and email systems around the world. I don't really remember that. I don't either. Yeah. March 30th, jury rules. Philip Morris must pay $81 million to family of the man who smoked Marlboro. 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 Blah, blah. Marlboro. Marlboro. <laughs> Mar, Marl. Marlboro. Marlboro. Marl, Marl, uh, uh-huh. Borrow. Yes. Say now it.
1: say it quickly. I was going to
0: say can tell you to say it fast. Marlboro. Are you pronouncing the L? Marlboro. <laughs> we're going to sit, we're going to be an hour stop. here trying to pronounce Marlboro. Who smoked Marlboro cigarettes for 40 years before dying of lung cancer? 40 years. That's crazy. Man. Okay, this one's interesting, Deanie, and On April 2nd, a Marine was sentenced in a ski accident that happened in 1998. Captain Joseph P. Schweitzer was charged with obstruction of justice because he destroyed a videotape of an incident that happened, like I said, in February 1998. Awful. I went to go look up what this was about. I couldn't remember any of it. It was like watching all of that brand new again. Mm -hmm. So I immediately called you. Yes. And I was like, I'm completely disgusted. So this guy, or these pilots, they were flying in Italy way below the the like what the parameters the, yeah, or the whatever required altitude, right? Yeah. Which they was supposed to be really low, two thousand feet, mm-hmm. and they were flying three hundred feet in that big old plane, and they like snapped uh, like a gondola, mm-hmm. and I mean it fell out of the air and t- killed twenty people. Awful, and I don't remember hearing about this. I don't either. And so I went and watched videos, and it seemed like there was a big cover up because this dude videotaped the whole thing, and then when he found out what happened, he went and like destroyed
1: it, took the tape out, replaced it with a new one, and destroyed the old one. The horror of those, of that video coverage, of all that blood on the snow and everything. Oh my god, just heartbreaking and and disgusting.
0: Yeah, I I didn't hear about that, but you know. It just makes you wonder what what other things we don't really know. I mean, obviously, I think this only became a news story because two
1: of the fellow Marines that were that were with him decided to snitch. Mm-hmm. They they they're the ones that said they had a videotape and they did, they
0: destroyed it. If if they didn't know any of that, they would have gotten off scot free. Yep, that's crazy, man. So that totally broke my heart. April fourth, tornado levels Louisiana town. Emergency crews sift rubble in Benton. Death toll remained at six with more
1: than 100 injured. That's crazy. Man. See, we don't have to worry about tornadoes here in Arizona. And when I hear stuff like that, it just, I can't imagine how terrifying that, that would be.
0: No, we have to deal with people going hiking in the middle of a 115 degree day. Yes,
1: please don't do that. If you're coming in to visit Arizona in the summer, don't do that.
0: Every single year, mm-hmm. so many deaths. Matthew Shepard killer senten- sentenced Russell A. Henderson, 21, draws two consecutive life sentences after pleading guilty in Wyoming, in Wyoming court to kidnapping and killing homosexual college student. You remember him? Yes, I do. I remember when that happened. It's horrible. horrible. Terrible. All right. Things popular at the time. Movies, Forces of Nature, Analyze This, and Ed TV.
1: I loved Analyze This. I don't think I've seen that. You need to watch it. It's with Bobby De Niro and uh, Billy Crystal. And it's about this uh, like mob boss who goes to see um, a psychiatrist. And Billy Crystal plays a psychiatrist. And then eventually he starts to get involved in his business. And it's really funny.
0: I kind of remember it, but I don't remember if I saw it. It's good. It's funny. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was a huge Ben Affleck person. So I watched Forces of Nature.
1: I don't think I've ever seen that one. Who is that?
0: Is- the right one with Sandra Bullock.
1: Oh yeah, that might be. I'm sort of remembering the um, like the poster. I'm I don't know why, but I'm getting an image of that in my head.
0: Yeah, Ben Affleck and uh, Sandra Bullock and top TV was ER, Frasier, and 60 Minutes, and the 60 Minutes special I believe was was I believe was the episode all about. Dr. Kaborkian. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And then I wanted to know which ER episode this was. And it is an episode during this week that was number one, was an episode called Sticks and Stones. It was season five, episode 17. and This is right after George Clooney left and that and uh, Nurse Carol finds out that she's pregnant with his twins. Oh, wow. Drama. Drama. Okay, music. Number one, Believe by Cher. Great. Great. Heartbreak Hotel, Whitney Houston. That's a good one. Featuring Faith Evans and Kelly Price. And number three, Angel of Mine
1: by Monica. I love Monica. So out of the top 25, what is your X-Files pick? I had a rough time because there were a lot of songs that we've already talked about and have put in our picks. So I picked If You Loving Me by Silk. I thought that's a good one. That's a good like Mulder to Scully kind of a song.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: I I listened to I think I think I listened
0: to all of them, and I didn't pick that one, and I can't remember why. So I'd have to listen to it again. Okay, well, check it out when you get a chance. Okay, well, I picked Mariah Carey. I still believe that's a good one. And I think this is it was a very good song post breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and eventually they did end up getting back together,
1: and it fits with the whole X Files believe thing. Yep, yeah, so does Believe by Cher. True. I mean,
0: just because it's called Believe, I guess. But all right, Dini, March, what, March 28th,
1: 1999, where were you? I was living in Midvale Park, and I was working and chatting away on my gateway computer. That's probably what I was doing. What were you doing?
0: Yeah, we definitely were in the chat room and had met at this point. Yep. Well, this episode aired a few days before my 18th birthday, and I just called my mom to ask her, hey, do you remember what we did for my 18th birthday? And she's like, oh, yeah, we went to
1: the casino. Oh, that, that's cool. It's so much fun when you get that. I, I went for my 18th to the casino, too. And it, you yeah. feel so, like, awesome and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, here's my
0: ID. Check mm-hmm. my ID. Yep, yep. Yep. So having fun at the casino. Did you play the
1: slots? Did you play? What did you do? I don't remember. I it don't was remember. like a million years ago. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I Maybe mean, you were just walking around. Did you play cards? I'm assuming I played the
0: slots. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know how to play cards, so I can... Yeah. Pretty much tell you, I don't, I didn't do that. Yeah. And honestly, I think the casinos at that time didn't have card games. I think they were strictly slots. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Maybe there was bingo.
1: But That's other right. than that,
0: mm-hmm. I think it was just slots. Right on. And that was back in the day
1: when you used actual quarters. Coins. Yeah. Put it, them in. Now it's like paper. Yeah, and then you had to pull the lever. Pull the lever, <laughs> the one-arm jacks. And then if you would hit, it would make a racket. <laughs> then all these quarters would come flying out. And you'd have to get the buckets and put the quarters in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, Deanie, let's get to the synopsis. Mulder and Scully investigate a series of attacks by a canine that shows signs of human intelligence. And that is from X-Files Wiki. Mm-hmm. All right. all right are you ready for this i'm ready well let me tell you this okay all right so this is top five from us right Mm -hmm. i don't think i can technically call these like top five favorite moments but these are the top five things i want to talk about agree because this shit pissed me the fuck off
1: I can't wait to hear what you got to say. Oh
0: my God! I, this episode left me so confused. I don't know where I sit. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Yep. So who goes first? Um, I go
1: first. All right, let's go. Your number five. My number five. Mulder's gift. Uh, Mulder looks really down after Karen Berkowitz's death. He's sitting alone in his, in his office, and Scully finds him with his head in his hands, and he blames himself for believing her so quickly and even though he barely knew her. And at this point, Scully has done a complete turnaround and shows some compassion for Karen. And she tells Mulder, Karen lived by her instincts. She sized people up pretty well and was able to figure him out to a T. And she saw in him a kindred spirit, and she may not have been able to express that. And she says maybe what she did was the highest form of compliment. And Mulder like kind of sighs, and she's like, are you okay? You, you're going to be okay? And he's like, yeah. And before she leaves, Mulder, I mean, Scully hands him a poster tube that came um, for him from the West kennels. And Mulder unrolls a poster and he tacks it up on his wall in a very familiar spot. And he sits down and we see it's Karen's I Want to Believe poster the and the episode ends with him staring at it. Poor Mulder. I mean, he doesn't have very many friends and the ones he happens to make or whatever, they eventually die in like tragic ways. I really like this moment because it's a nice closing to what we saw from the beginning of the episode where Mulder is putting stuff up on his walls and he says he's feathering the nest. And so he's starting all over again. He's back in the office, he's back on the X-Files, but there's something clearly missing from that space and it's his poster. And Karen was able to give him that. And even though it's sad how he acquired it, uh, for me, it's really one of the only touching moments of the whole episode. And because of that, I felt like it deserved a spot on my number five. So that was my number five pick. Okay. Interesting.
0: For me, it was really hard for me to feel any sort of sympathy in regards to anything in this episode. We barely met this person. We didn't have and she was not um very warm. She, it was really hard to like her.
1: Yeah, she was really and introverted.
0: So for me, it was like not that I'm saying I'm glad she's dead or anything, but I it didn't hit my heartstrings at all whatsoever. Yeah,
1: see, it it, it her character got to me. Oh I, my gosh, no, yeah, not at all,
0: not to me anyway.
1: Oh, I'm interested to hear what you got to say when I talk about her later. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: I yeah, I didn't. There wasn't enough time. Yeah, there wasn't enough time. And this is not in regards to her being sick. This is not in regards to her being an introvert. This is not in regards to, you know, she's just not a people person. Because I know people who are introverted who are not people person. They're the sweetest people in the freaking world. You know, you get a vibe from them. Mm -hmm. I never, I didn't get a vibe from her at all. whatsoever. Totally fair. And let me ask you a question. So she sent him her poster. Mm -hmm. In my head? Yes. He sent that to her. And she sent it back to him. Oh, okay. Like I feel like he, ma- like, you know, yeah, they're online, they're meeting, they're right. friends. And I'm gonna send to- you something. Yeah, yeah. I'm huh. gonna send it, and so that's why she had it up.
1: Mm. But then she
0: knew what was gonna happen, so she sent it back to him. Interesting. That's in my head canon, though.
1: Yeah. I like
0: it. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. And I like the fact that you're right. It was probably the 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 best of this. The entire episode is him staring at this poster that he yeah. put back up, yeah, back in its home, back where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. All right. My number five.
1: You're laughing already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of bracing myself. Mulder and Scully make themselves at home. They enter her, I guess you can say, office.
1: Yeah, like her home office. Scully says,
0: you sure this woman's not an authority on bats? I guess because it's a little too dark in there for Scully, but this is just the start of what I don't get about her attitude in this whole entire episode. Mm -hmm. I honestly blame the writing, obviously, because there was no point to it. She's so judgmental. And if you want and absolutely have to comment on it, wait until you're in the car. Don't say shit like this about someone else's house in their actual house.
1: So disrespectful.
0: Oh, my God. What the hell? Yes. But then Mulder, Mulder goes to the blinds and opens them up to let more light in. (laughs) Is he doing this for Scully? Does he, too, think it's a little too dark in there? Whatever his reasoning, I don't, you know, you just don't do that.
1: Yep. You don't do that. You don't open a person's fridge. You don't open a person's blinds.
0: Um, So so I said, I remember one time we were driving, uh, we were giving my friend a ride home from something. I don't know what it was. And my mom was driving and my friend was in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat and she fucking opened up the glove box and started going through it. What? (laughs) That's what this reminded me of. Oh
1: my God. No way.
0: (laughs) The hell is that? I don't know. Uh. I don't know. So I don't know if this is like a normal thing. And honestly, I had forgotten about it. Until I saw this episode. Yeah. But I don't really hear people talk about their manners in regards to that, in regards to this episode. I don't really hear a lot of chatter on Twitter and the boards. I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Do you?
1: No, I don't. I really so don't. So is this normal?
0: To me, it's fucking disrespectful and
1: rude. Very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, But I guess going back to what you said, was he doing it for Scully? Probably.
0: Suck it up, Scully. Yeah. Tell yeah. her to suck it up. Yeah. And, and, oh, gosh, I don't know. Okay, so let, let's keep going. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So that's mostly what I wanted to talk about. There's other stuff going on. Scully calling Mulder and Karen Chummy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Us finding out that Mulder reads her books and that Karen, too, has the I Want to Believe poster that we just talked about. Yep. I wouldn't call Scully jealous, at least in okay. this part. This is
1: what I was waiting for because I was interested. part.
0: Okay. I wouldn't necessarily call her jealous, right? Now in this scene, she seems super annoyed and bothered. But I don't know is is it jealousy because she's realized that Mulder can have a connection with someone other than her, and that this person Karen knows things about Mulder that she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. So then, it is, is
1: it jealousy? I'm not quite sure. I think. Well, not at this initial point in this scene or in this moment, because it's so early. Like, she doesn't even know this woman yet. She doesn't right. even That's know. That's why I don't think it is. Yeah. But um, but eventually I think it, it does. I think it's a combination of jealousy and her trying to be protective of Mulder. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. That's what I think.
0: I think right now, though, um, I think she you know, we talk about it, she just always wants to go home. She's just fucking yes. over it. And think, that was
1: glaringly obvious. I in think she's she
0: just like. Why am I here? Why are we yeah. doing this? What is the point? And then she finds out they're chummy, and it's just I can't really read her this episode. I can't either, and it's so frustrating. It is. It's it so is. frustrating, and and I blame the episode. I don't blame the character. I blame the episode. I think this episode was just poorly put together, and it dri- it drives me a little nuts. I don't think. I feel like I could watch this 20 times and still not be able to piece Bingo. it together.
1: Bingo, because I think I saw it like four times to prepare for this and still I was like, oh man. Yeah. It's so frustrating. All mm-hmm. right. What's your number four? Number four, tracks and mouse. So Karen is in her office on her computer. And oh, before I before I continue, I just want to say that moment, your your number, what was it, your number five is higher on my on my list.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, all right, tracks and mouse. Karen is in her office on her computer. Mulder is sitting next to her. Scully is standing behind them. And Karen says Detweiler claimed he found no evidence of the dole at the crime scene, but she was easily able to find some tracks. And she tells them that the paw print is from a large, rangy animal with primitive, even pre-evolutionary aspects. And we see the enhanced print on her computer screen. And, you know, Karen explains there's a fifth toe pad on the right paw. Canids only have four toes. And then Mulder reaches over and casually puts his hand on the computer mouse Karen is using and navigates it to point out the vestigial toe pad on the print. Their hands touch for just a second. And I'm sure Karen wasn't expecting that. And she looks down at the mouse and Scully zeroes in on that like a hawk. And then Karen goes on to discuss her findings, and Scully is very snippy, especially when Karen starts to talk about the um, Chinese myth of the dole. And Karen says, they can be evil, capable of opening doors, stealing wives, and disappearing into thin air. Maybe there is some basis in reality for this trickster myth. And then Scully goes, oh, I'm fairly certain there is. And she and Mulder, like, exchange a look, and Scully kind of rolls her eyes and leaves. Scully doesn't trust this woman at all, and to be fair at this point, Karen knew Detweiler was the one doing the killings, and she didn't say anything. Did You You thought Karen knew at this point? Yes, okay. because they, this is when they came back from the crime scene, and she found the the paw pop, uh, pop print, and she sees right. Detweiler, and she's like, I don't like him already. So I think right there she knew he had something to do with it, with what was happening with the killings. But she had a reason. We find out later that she had a reason to keep that to herself, which Mulder talks to her about. So my thing is, if Scully believed so strongly that Karen was just jerking Mulder around, why didn't she just come out and say that? Obviously, this is more of a criticism of the dialogue and not the character. I think it would have been more believable if Scully had said, I think, you know, something you're not telling my partner. What is it? People are, are dying. We need you, your help to stop it. And instead, we got Scully being like Huffy and leaving to go sit out in the car. Whether Scully was acting out of jealousy or out of protection of Mulder, um, there was a case to be solved where people were getting killed. And Scully's communication here was just bad, in my opinion. And that's the way I saw it, that Scully knew, oh, you know something that you're not telling us about this case. But it made my top five because I think David, Jillian, and Melinda Kulea did a Pretty good job here. They were huddled in that small space and they did so much with only small gestures and looks and it really added to the tension of the scene. So I
0: don't think at this point Scully knew that she was hiding anything. Okay, And I don't think she was really I think maybe in this exact scene, she start her wheels are spinning as to why Mulder got involved in this case, really got involved and why she wanted him there and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things going on in her head, obviously, because she's so wacko in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also don't feel like she would ask her for help. Like, I don't. I don't think she wants anything to do with her. True. And I don't think that she, at this point, knows, like I said, what help that she could offer. Scully's flabbergasted by the, the fact that just yesterday she was dismissing, you know, dogs having, like...
1: Yeah, like a the ability to yeah. open a door, and now something. all of
0: a sudden she's like whistling a different tune. Yeah, so Scully's like, "What the? You know what's yeah. going on here?" <laughs> yes, true. So true, she's true. confused as well. Yeah, but I don't know. And and I and I love that you know how you are recapping this, and I love why it makes your top five because you have this ability to suck out all the good in a scene where i'm like <laughs> i'm fucking over the shit like i i don't see it like that like yeah. at all
1: yeah that's fair and, i mean we we always a lot of times we're just not going to see it the same way no yeah. but
0: but 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 i admire that because i can't for in my in my heart even spin it The way that you spin it, but I don't, I'm not saying that you're spinning it. I think you genuinely feel like that. And it's so mind boggling (laughs) to me.
1: (laughs) You're like, what? Did we watch the same scene? Yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you, Dini. That's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Did I say I had more to say about that
1: one? It's higher on my list? Um, Yes, I think you did. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. My number four. So this is directly after that. This is Mulder and Scully in the car. Okay. Scully's just sitting there waiting for him (laughs) like a fucking 12 year old she's just gonna go (laughs) sulk in the car you know if we were in Arizona her ass would not be sitting in the car she would have to deal with her goddamn problems right
1: she would welcome being in a dark room
0: actually he comes in he's getting ready to start the car and he knows something's up with her he asks her if she's okay she wants to know how well he knows Karen he says how well do you know anyone you meet online and then Scully says well I question her motives Her Her motives. Why is she blaming Karen? She only told Mulder about the case. Oh, so this isn't after that scene, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So her motives. Why is she blaming Karen? She only told Mulder about the case. That's all she did. That's all she did. He was the one who flew her out there and flew himself out there and went to see Karen. He is the one that got all handsy with her and the mouse. Why is this yeah. Karen's fault? Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. I question her motives. Mulder's, Mulder's motiving. Yeah. He's the one with all the motives. He's the one who like flew there, touched her hand, barely touched her hand. But yeah, but still, I don't see how this is Karen's fault at all. I think the more appropriate line would have been, well, I question your motives towards this case.
1: I, I think that would have been 100% better than that. It would have been more accurate. Mm-hmm. Then she goes
0: on to say, she's enamored of you, Mulder. Ew. I don't care how long I've worked with someone. I would never say that to a coworker. The implications are way too loud. Mm-hmm. It is full on jealousy, I suspect, because why are you watching that closely? Mm-hmm. And why do you
1: feel the need to say something like that? Yep, I agree. I agree. That that it's like it's oozing out of her. Yeah, she's it's, telling on herself.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what? Let it play out how it's gonna play out. The way I would have just sat back and watched, because one, it will give you a very clear indication where he sits in regards to it. And two, I'd be curious if the person is enamored with the same things that I am. Mm-hmm. But Scully's just like, yeah, dude, she's in love with you and it's weird. I don't get it. Yeah. Don't get it. Mm-hmm. She then says. Don't underestimate a woman. They can be tricksters, too. The problems I have with this line, I don't See, even know where to start.
1: That's why I couldn't I couldn't bring myself and I'm glad you have it on your list. I couldn't bring myself to put this particular scene on my list because of that line. It really pissed me off. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like the implication no. of Scully talking shit about her own people. Yes. About women. Women. I, did, I didn't like it. I could not, you know, bring myself to. Every human being
0: is capable of this. This 100%. just does what men do all the time is saying it's mm-hmm. women's fault. Women are manipulative. Yep. M- women are up to no good. Women are up to something. She mm-hmm. just falls into that. And it's very disgusting. It is. And it's very like, I feel like I want to say it's very unlike Scully. My, in in her defense, I feel like she's just not right. In her head about a lot of things. So she's acting a little wacko because mm-hmm. shit's just not sitting right with her in regards yeah. to their relationship, most likely. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give her a pass though. No. To me, this is just, this whole thing's ridiculous. Okay, let me keep going. All right. Scully is telling on herself right now, not that she's trying to trick him, but she's clearly planting some seeds in his head. Could be in regards to Karen, could be in regards to Diana, mm-hmm. but she needs to just stay out of it honestly she's being really loud with how she wants him to be aware and behave this is a grown ass man yes he is socially awkward at times but you don't need to coach him like this he's going to pick you scully i know you're <laughs> so impatient yeah and it's just not happening right now but there is no way on this earth that he'll never pick you and if For some reason, he doesn't pick you. Then that ain't your man. Yep. That just ain't your man. Here,
1: here, cheers to that. Yes.
0: She is way too loud. Way too loud. The good news is that Mulder sees what's going on. He's not an idiot. And he's just letting her go with it. Probably because he doesn't want to get into it because it could lead into a bigger conversation of them. Bingo.
1: Mm -hmm. That was my number four. All right. Love it. This is that's not the scene where she says, oh, no, I was going to say. So what did you think of that sort of um, like you said, he's a grown ass man. It's like they're it's like they're she's treating Mulder like he can't um, handle himself or make his own decisions. Like he's like in this spell of this woman. I'm like, where is or this that coming he, yeah, from? Or that
0: he's not aware. And I think, yeah. you know, her trying to spell it out for him just she rats on herself it says more about her than anything else and i think he's like kind of understanding that and exactly what i said he's not gonna say anything because it's just gonna lead to a conversation of like hey (laughs) you remember what happened in the hallway (laughs) yeah he's not he he doesn't want to open up that hell no especially especially with not this gully Mm -hmm. this gully is gonna fucking pounce yeah yeah this gully is gonna be like what the fuck yeah you want to talk that, You want to have that
1: conversation right now? Oof, yeah, I I, I wouldn't want
0: to. <laughs> like, he's scared. I'd be of her. quiet as shit too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! The, you know what? <clears throat> I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I'm really heated. I don't get this episode. I don't get the characters in this episode. I don't get the feelings. I don't. I don't understand Scully and it's so frustrating because I I love Scully. We
1: have as fans, we have such a connection to her as fans. We love her storyline, we love who she is as, you know, as a character and to see this, it's really difficult to get through in the sense of picking it was really hard for me to, mm-hmm. to get these top because they weren't like oh my favorite mm-hmm. it was more like well i want to talk about this right exactly um i have something to say about my number one pick and why i picked it but yeah dude it's it's tough this is a tough one and i didn't think it was going to be this difficult i didn't think
0: i was going to be so heated about it because c- it wasn't difficult there's a bunch of things to talk about oh yeah but everything gets me fucking worked up yeah yeah, because I don't get it. But yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. All
1: right. Moving on. You're number three. All right. My number three, the gone case. So Mulder and Scully are in the basement office talking about the merchant Marines who got killed by this. This is the beginning of the episode. In the beginning. Yeah. By a dog. And Mulder says that that, that alone is not drew him to the case. The two men were found inside the container, which was locked from the inside. And Mulder takes a seat on top of the desk that's up, like, up against his wall and Scully comes around and stands next to him and she wants to know she wants to know what happened to the dog and then Mulder says dog gone dog gone dog gone and he's like very proud of himself and she looks up from the file and she's like yeah i got it and she asks him if anyone um, examined the victim and Mulder nods and shrugs at her question he's looking adorable and Scully like explains bite wounds are very lethal in themselves they lead to it because of cause of blood and she's telling him all this sort of amused sort of smiling and giving him full eye contact and the way she's looking at him here like all the msr bells and whistles are going off in my head and i'm pretty sure this was a take there was a take from this moment that was included in the gag reel from season six right where David says to Jillian, you're flirty today. Was that, I think that was the yep, scene. That, yep.
0: yep. I have that in my notes as well. Yeah. yeah, Because um, she was, um, yeah. which is, which makes me think that the reason this, that whole scene that you just described, she's definitely flirty. Mm-hmm. Scully is. Yep. But it makes me think, was it because Jillian was flirty that day or was that in the script? For her to be a little bit more flirty, interesting. Because he says you're flirty today. Because mm-hmm. that he said that as David, yes, not as, not as Mulder. Mulder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but can you imagine if he would have said that as Mulder? Oh my oh. god, I would have. I would have passed out. I would
1: have passed out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would have been nuts. Yeah. So I don't know if it was because Jillian was just in a flirty mood that Scully comes off as flirty, but mm-hmm. she's. Very clearly flirting mm-hmm. in this very first scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Scully was on her way home for the night. To what? To some pizza, maybe some trash TV, to some wine. But she gets drawn in. She just had to ask, what do you got? Oh, what did she, they die of? She doesn't
0: get drawn in. She steps her whole
1: foot ass in
0: there yes. herself. She's she trying to, yeah. she, wa- uh, she she doesn't want to be without him. She wants a little bit more Mulder time. Okay. And, and if she... If she asks about the case, this is a way to get them into a conversation mm-hmm. to which she can go stand next to him. She can look at his pouty lips. She can look him yeah. in,
1: his, in his eyes. Give him th- those hard eyes. Yeah. Um And then Mulder didn't even stop what he was doing to turn around to look at her. He had his back turned to her the whole time. I don't think that's weird. Well, no. But I mean, but was Scully thinking. um, Look at that ass. Yeah, (laughs) no, no. But was she thinking, um, you know, was she curious? Like she kept asking these questions because she just that's just she's an investigator. Or like you said, she wants she wants his attention. She wants his attention. Undivided attention. And then once she gets it, she looks very fucking pleased. Oh, yeah. And this over a discussion of like two gruesome murders. She's
0: pleased because it's regarding the case. she was able to quote unquote do it and by do it i mean get his attention attention. without being obvious Mm -hmm. so she's very proud of herself very proud of herself like it fucking worked i asked him about the case and everything's Mm -hmm. fine and yeah yeah,
1: no yeah Uh, the other thing i was going to say was um in this episode this was a really good moment between the two of them and a very memorable one and so that's that was my number three.
0: Okay. This was actually my number six. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go through my notes really quickly. Go for it. Go for it. Um, just because I can't remember what I said in my notes. and I'd rather read the notes and then we can go from there. Okay. Okay. So um, Mulder feathers the nest. It looks like it's dark out. Scully comes from... Where does Scully come from? She's got all her stuff, yet she's not walking out of the FBI office. She's walking by. Mm-hmm. I don't know... I, I know that there was some speculation that she has her own desk somewhere in the FBI that isn't the basement. So did she come down to see if he was there? And if so, that's a little obvious. So I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. Mm-hmm. So Mulder is posting up photos of what happened in San Pedro. He tells her that, and I feel like people call it San Pedro. So I don't know. He calls it San Pedro.
1: Whatever. Yeah, I've heard that people call it San Pedro.
0: So he tells her about the dudes and Scully wants to know the cause of death. Why is she interested? This was her opportunity to say, ah, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. But no, she wants to get all up in his biz. Mm -hmm. I think she just wants to hang out with him. He says they were killed by a dog. A dog. Dog, she asked. A dog, dog, she Mm -hmm. asked. Mulder then reminds us of that dumb ass Taco Bell commercial, which featured the little chihuahua that said, yo quiero Taco Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. She walks towards him. He tells her more about the case and hands her the file. She wants to know what happened to the dog, and Mulder is just popping out dad jokes about the dog still. Yeah. And will continue throughout the episode. Sometimes I think it's cute. Sometimes I think it's annoying. I think Scully's cool with it. Yeah. It is in this scene where we get the line from the gag reel that we talked about. You're yes. flirty today. Mm-hmm. And it translated into the episode because Scully cannot take her gazing eyes off of him. Nope. If he knew what fuck me eyes look like, they'd be all over his desk. Yep. But he's not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> he's more interested in the case. Mm-hmm. She's sitting kind of close. She's looking deep in his eyes. She's got a little smile. She's trying to hold back. It's adorable. And her thirst is thirsting. Is, yeah. Homegirl is parched. Is, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. Parched.
0: Yes. I love this scene because Dana Scully doesn't really hold back when her corniness gets the better of her. It's all in her face. Her eyes and mouth are very expressive and she's got the D on her mind. And this scene is just another great example of that. Yep. It kind of reminded me of the Red Museum when he like wipes the barbecue and she has to look at him she's looking at him she's just like undressing him with his her eyes and she has to snap herself out of it Mm -hmm. she is so fucking obvious this man has no clue Yep. no clue so that was my notes i'm sorry i I probably cheated but i wanted to make sure yeah that we talked about it okay so uh uh, so then my
1: number three yeah your number three okay
0: so this is scully versus karen this is when all three of them this was your number four i think Yes. They're all huddled around the computer. Karen at the wheel, Mulder sitting right beside her, and Scully standing in the back. They're looking at prints that Karen found at the crime scene uh, that, you know, Mulder just let her roam around in. Why was she there? Yeah. She says the tracks are from a large, rangy animal with primitive, even pre-evolutionary aspects. So she's enhancing the prints. Looks to be like a very old version of Photoshop. I think the initial Photoshop came out in 1990. And in 2001, I was using maybe Photoshop 6, maybe even 7. So this is old. Yeah. And honestly, I'm surprised she has this program. Right. But at the same time, she's super introverted and obviously um, spends time online on her computer. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, 1998, 99, I had, like, Corel Draw. I had, like, a bunch of different computer programs. Corel Draw, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's clicking her mouse, enhancing the image. Turns out this dog has a fifth toe. Canids only have four toes. And then Mulder's all, oh, he's got a vestigial toe pad, and puts his fingers over her hand. It doesn't look like he's touching her hand, but instead touching the mouse to, I guess... Draw, drag the cursor over yeah, to what he's talking yeah, he about, was, like
1: navigating,
0: yeah, why not just point on the screen? Scully fucking writes on the screen, give him a, give man <laughs> a sharpie and have him circle what he's talking about. Oh gosh, this gets Karen's attention. This gets Scully's attention. Karen looks down at his hand as he's doing this. Scully looks too, and then looks at him. Mulder has no clue. I know a lot of people tend to think that Scully is just a big old B word. But honestly, after watching it, both she and Karen are giving me fucking, man, with their audacity, thinking they have the right to cross these lines. But at the same time, I don't know because Scully is really wondering what that was about. And as Karen is explaining dog thumbs... And how she was told the animal went in and out of closed buildings, blah, blah, blah. Scully says, Yeah, but just yesterday, you dismissed the possibility of a dog that a dog would behave like this. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Karen's like, I dismiss murder. And Scully's all, Oh, but in every other way, you're okay that it acts like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Honestly, aside from the glancing at their hands and questioning what that was about, I don't blame Scully. I'm right there with her. She's annoyed. She just wants to go home. She seems really bored with the case, but of course, she's going to do her job. She says what she has to say and then walks away. And the look on Mulder's face, I took it as like, I'm so embarrassed.
1: Yeah. He even puts like his his hand over his eyes like, Fuck. He doesn't want to look at anybody. <laughs> yes. He's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So that was my number three. I oh, don't know. Man.
0: Scully's got me confused. I'm not going to lie.
1: Scully's got us fucked up in this yeah. episode. And that's fair because it's it's not it's all over the place it's all over the place in the sense of yeah it just doesn't make sense I'm
0: really curious as to what the listeners have to say to have this make sense in their heads with her characterization Mm -hmm. because I feel like in order to I'll get into it later because I do mention a couple other things but Mm -hmm. I feel like I I need somebody to make sense of it all and explain it in a way that Makes me still love Scully.
1: Yeah. And I don't
0: hate her. And this isn't changing my no, view or opinion not. on her. But I just don't understand it. It's I don't very get confusing. it. It's confusing. Yes. Yeah, it's
1: frustrating. Yes. Because we, like I said, we're such fans of her. And we've seen this series, a, you know, a bunch of times. We've been fans for years. And then we get this episode. And we're just like, what is happening? Yep. All right. You're All number right. two. My number two, Scully has questions and this was your number 5. So Mulder and Scully go to Karen's place and wait around her uh, wait around for her in her home office. And the room is very dim and Scully is immediately like snarky. You sure this woman's not an authority on bats? And you didn't mention something here it's I don't know if it <laughs> Well, I don't know why you didn't mention it, but I've been Cuz cuz I am going
0: because because i did not care and it meant nothing oh, and okay. the, the bigger story was Scully and her attitude. Uh, to me, it it doesn't well, it doesn't make
1: sense. Okay, so he he like puts his hands on her shoulders and she kind of flinches at the at the contact. Like, what did you think of that?
0: I don't think Jillian knew that he was going to touch her. Oh, okay. That
1: was what – so I'm guessing that she just reacted that way because he was standing behind her and she didn't expect him to to touch her. Okay. And it was a David thing. Yeah. But but to me,
0: it wasn't important because I don't feel like it it added anything to the case. If anything, anything, it made it a lot more confusing. Yes.
1: Because
0: why is he – okay, there are two things. Why is he touching her? Mm-hmm. Not that he never has to begin with, yeah, but if his motives were because he w- was interested in Karen, he wouldn't be touching Scully it, regardless uh, it wasn't a romantic touch no but it wasn't. You wouldn't be touching him anyway, yeah, but on the flip side too, is like that didn't mean anything, so why would the the mouse thing mean anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean,
1: yeah, that's a good point, um, so anyway. All right. So then Mulder says that Karen Berkowitz knows more about canine behaviorisms than anyone on the planet. She's lived. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What did you think it meant? Oh, no. I said I'm guessing she just reacted that way because he was standing behind her and wasn't expecting him to. T- he, she wasn't expecting him to touch her. So, oh, OK, so yeah. you don't have any other. Deeper no, no, meaning no, into it. Okay. No, 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 okay. no. But I just wanted to mention that. Like, what did you think of that? Like, I didn't think it was like a shippy thing or anything like that. Yeah, no, I didn't think
0: so either. I guess, well, I just explained, so we're good. Yeah.
1: So then Mulder goes on to say that Karen knows more about canine behaviorisms than anyone on the planet. She's lived with wild canines and wolves in the wilderness on five different continents. and That's pretty damn impressive, but Scully doesn't really care. And she has questions. And she's like, how do you know so much about her, but you don't know what she looks like? And Mulder says, well, I've never actually met her. And then Scully says, but you assume she's going to help us. And then Mulder says, it's not an assumption. She's the one who told me about the case. And then Scully goes, oh, so you two are chummy. And I'm just like, wow. Like, it's it's very passive aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Very judgy. Even before she meets this woman. And she doesn't let up from Karen's books to the I Want to Believe poster. She just has something to say. And I don't understand where this, where this is out all coming from? Out of the, c- out of the, gate. Out of the is, gate. Out of the gate. Where is it coming from? If they were trying to be like, oh well, Scully's just being jealous. It's like doesn't make sense, and it's ex- totally extreme under the circumstances. This, this woman isn't even in the room yet. She doesn't know anything about this woman. So,
0: and we've talked about this before, but I, I kind of feel like. This is uh an error a mistake um uh this had has happened because there weren't women around to yeah. say this is not how women, women don't.
1: are. Mm-hmm.
0: If they're like this there's a million things that lead up to that she just found out about this person
1: exactly that's what i'm seeing even them i'm a
0: fucking jealous person even a jealous ass person yeah
1: i can be would as
0: well. would wait at least three weeks of this shit yeah. before you start adding that stuff in because at that point you're like you can't hold it in anymore yeah the fact yeah. that scully's already can't hold it in and she's like i just don't get it, it i don't either so bizarre it's bizarre but it's like she's like this in other episodes as well and so to me i feel like again you know there there's not enough women around to be like you know actually women aren't like this like and i get the whole like the territorial
1: this is something called
0: alpha it's about dogs you know but it's embarrassing as a woman actually but also
1: i don't like that implication of that sort of territorial it's like so you're comparing scully to a dog like, well, y- you know what I mean.
0: No, I get that. But, I, I
1: and it, yeah, it doesn't sit well with me either. Yeah. Um. But I understand if that's where they were trying to go with it. I, I, I get I it. I think but, there was
0: different ways to go about, uh, yeah. go about it and doing it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. This I this episode <laughs> has
1: got me fucked up. I'm telling you. So, so, um, I was listening to the X Cast and Annie Flowers, who was one of the guest hosts, who they were discussing this episode. She had a theory that Scully is really pissed off and annoyed because of Fowley. Yeah. Not Karen. She's, no. She's jealous of Fowley and she's projecting it onto Mulder and onto this woman that she has still yet to meet. And I think that's a great theory. Me too. And that would explain Scully's behavior yep. for sure. Yep. But it it would also make scully kind of an asshole thank
0: you oh my gosh okay well i have more to say exactly about that and
1: i don't want to think of her as that that kind of a person and also it just makes it worse yeah makes it worse and i don't like the idea of folly living rent-free in her head in scully's head i don't
0: she is she she does but but Um, to to live rent-free in her head to this extreme to this
1: point is insane insane this is like psycho behavior yes Yes. and it's like okay, that makes a lot of sense, but I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want her to be like that. Um, no,
0: I get it. I <laughs> I have a lot more to say about that okay. later. All right, but no, I listened to that episode, and um, there's a lot of things. Oh, such a good episode! It so was it's great. Uh, the XCast um podcast. Mm-hmm. Go listen to their episode about. Alpha. Yes, please. It's great. Immediately. It mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. They do such an amazing job breaking all of this down. Mm-hmm. And um that wasn't only, that was a, such great insight, but that wasn't the only like gem out of that episode. Oh, no. Fantastic yeah. episode. Totally. For a horrible episode like this, yes. fantastic. Episode. Very
1: impressive for sure. Okay. So this made my number two spot because Jillian was really good here. And as much as I don't like seeing Scully acting in this way, I got to give Jillian kudos for the delivery of some of those lines, the way she's looking at him, just everything, especially the, oh, so you two are chummy. I, I just it's like, man,
0: the whole better than human,
1: mm-hmm. better than
0: human. Mm-hmm.
1: I just had to give that to Jillian. that, And that's why I think it's so high up. My number two, Scully goes to talk to Karen. Again,
0: Scully is something else. She walks in. Karen wants to know where, quote, Fox is. And Scully's like shooing one of Karen's dog off a chair so that she can sit down. The way I would lose my shit. And I'm really surprised Karen didn't. But Scully, w- what are you doing, homie?
1: I got, I got a lot more to say about that later. But yes,
0: please she goes go on. on. She goes on to scully explain to Karen why Karen is the way Karen is and basically says Karen has lupus. But it's like, who cares? This is Scully trying to piece something together that doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And how she thinks it matters, I can't figure out. Karen says lupus from the Latin word for wolf. Ironic, isn't it? Scully says ironic or perverse. What the fuck? Thank you. How this woman didn't tell her to get the fuck out of her house, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't get where Scully is going with that. Why is it perverse? It implies that
1: Karen had a hand in her diagnosis in some way. Or is somehow like reveling in the fact that yes, that she has this disease because of its t- title, its name. I don't know. Oh, Scully Lord.
0: is a fucking doctor and she is showing absolutely no compassion. Mhm. Karen says she's always felt more like a wolf than a person. Scully says, but not with Mulder. He communicated with you. He challenged you. And you lured him out here. What the actual fuck, Scully? She is pissing me off. If I was Karen, I would have been like, bitch, you don't know me. And clearly, you're the one with some issues. Why not go talk to him about all of that and get out of my house? A hundred percent
1: agree with all of that.
0: (sighs) Yes. Karen doesn't deny any of this. Instead, she says, I lack your feminine wiles. Which makes me wonder if Scully's actually right. I feel if that were true, and Karen was just trying to lure Mulder out here, she would have been more receptive to him, yeah, from the get, mm-hmm. right? Yes, she would have given him a warmer welcome. She would have enjoyed him touching her mouth. She would have shown some sass to Scully. Yes, I think she's just telling Scully what she thinks Scully wants to hear. Mm-hmm. So they talk, and, and also the writing is just. Not great. I, I think what, what, I think why it's so frustrating is because I don't think they know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. If there is a reason b- behind all of this, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If there's a listener out there who could give us some reason and make this right in the head canons of us all, please tell us. Please. But yeah. I honestly feel like the writers just just threw something together and, and now it's up to us to try to figure it out. And it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> So they talk a little bit more about the Wongsheng Dole. Basically, Karen says that if it's evaded man for this long, it's very cunning. And Scully says more cunning than you. I don't know if this was an implication that she is somehow involved in this dog going around killing people. Mm -hmm. Like Scully knows that Karen knows it's Detweiler. If that's the case, I don't see where Scully is making that connection, mm-hmm. or if Scully is talking about her luring quote luring Mulder out there. And if it's that, let it freaking go, Scully. Like, really, this is not attractive at all. At all. Yep. Then it gets worse. She tells Karen, "I'm watching you."
1: What is happening? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's so crazy. It's like watching and a, like it's like, like watching. A nightmare, and Scully's a star of it. Like, what the hell is, yes. is happening? Oh, that's such
0: a great way of yeah. putting it. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I don't want to watch this. No. This is awful. No, it's terrible. You might as well have Scully dress up like Pennywise, so I'll never watch it again. Like, my goodness.
0: Karen says, you watch, but you don't see. I don't know what the fuck's going on with okay. Scully. As a person who gets easily jealous, who can be an asshole at times, I'm not this level of crazy that Scully is doing right now. This is just nuts, and I don't understand it. Explain it to me, please. Yeah. It's... Somebody out there, please. Is she just telling these things to Karen because she really wants to say them to Diana? But Diana is feisty and would probably deck her. hmm So she feels safe with Karen because Karen can't do a damn thing? If so, that's an abuse of power. That's bullying. That's disgusting. And that disgusting. makes it even more gross. Mm-hmm. I can't What's Scully in this episode. This and Orison, where she flat out murders someone. These two scullies are my absolute least favorite. Yeah. Also, I just want to note that later Mulder goes to see Karen and he waits for her to tell her dog to get off the seat so Mulder can sit. He doesn't tap the dog off the chair like Scully does. Nope. Deanie, I am...
1: Exhausted. I have no words. I can't. You know.
0: <sighs> All right, Deanie, you're number one.
1: All right. My number one is, was your number two. And Scully versus Karen, it's spot on, everything you just said. But I just wanted to um, add a little things, add this couple of things. The first thing she does is shoo away a doggy just chilling on a chair, and not in a very nice way either. Mm-hmm. Like What the fuck, Scully? And this is such a stark contrast to how Mulder interacts with another dog In sitting in the same chair.
0: We're both dog people. So I knew, I knew you were going to, it was going to be on both of our radars.
1: So, okay. So I had that.
0: It also makes you wonder how she treated Quee Quee off screen.
1: She's like, oh, poor Quee Quee. And then you discuss the whole Karen saying lupus, the Latin for wolf, ironic. And I say, I don't understand what Scully was suggesting here, but it was just a fucked up question all around. Yep um this right. whole
0: scene's just fucked up it's just
1: yeah and then going back to what you said about where karen starts discussing how detweiler she she doesn't think detweiler caught the wang shang dole because it was cunning and more cunning than he could have ever imagined and scully's like more cunning than you i'm watching you like scully has lost her damn mind so the writer did jeffrey bell just say you know what, I'm tired of seeing like a kind and empathetic Scully. Let's just chuck all that nice shit out the window. I don't know. Um, and that would have been fine.
0: I'm not opposed to Scully having some feelings. I think it's a great opportunity to remind people the, how she feels about Mulder yeah. and how she might possibly view somebody as a threat. But this is not the way to go about
1: it. Mm-mm. And even if she was jealous or just annoyed, With Karen, pretty much what you said, as a doctor, as a woman, as a human being, she should have shown some compassion. Mm -hmm. But she didn't. Mm -mm. And it's legit jaw-dropping for me. And it made my number one, not because I approve of the writer's um, dialogue for Scully, but because it stands out as being probably one of of the very few times in the entire series. series where Scully really disappoints me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a gut punch. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are they doing with this character? Why Why is she acting that way?
0: That's why I feel like it's, it was just a flop. It was just a fumble on the writers. They thought they were doing something, and what they did was absolutely turn us off to Dana Catherine Scully. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was a miss. It didn't land right. I do feel like I'm not opposed to... A sassy, jealous no, scully. No, absolutely
1: not. No, because we've seen that before. We've seen that before
0: a yeah, lot. We have, uh, um, but I feel like we see it all the time. Anytime there's a woman involved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mulder doesn't have any chemistry with this woman. She's not a threat whatsoever. Absolutely not. Maybe some of the other ones kind of were. Yeah, you like Phoebe and Fowley and or even, Detective um, White. Yeah. Yeah. But this, she's not. No. And that's why I feel like kind of what I said, you know, in my number two is that she sees a weaker person. Mm -hmm. And so she could never get her frustrations out towards stronger women. Mm -hmm. So now she's preying on the weak. See, that just. And it's
1: disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, it really is. And if like the male writers uh, thought that if that was their sort of um, the idea of where they were going with that and them not thinking, well, wait a minute, and like you said, that's when you would have needed another woman writer in the room to say, well, wait a minute, you realize that's really disgusting. This is over the top. This is disgusting, that Scully would essentially take her frustrations out on someone who's ill, on someone who's very passive, who's very introverted, can't communicate well. So basically, you're having Scully go after someone like this because... She doesn't have the 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 courage to go up to and say that shit to Fowley. That's yep.
0: disgusting. That's gross.
1: Don't write that.
0: Don't write that. Because I don't think that's Scully. No, absolutely I, not. I, I know very. I know a lot of jealous people. Like I said, I am one of them. I have a tendency to get jealous at times. But even the most jealous people that I know are not this level. Yeah, they're not this <laughs> like level wow. of crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right, so let's move on to my number one. Alrighty, and we're just gonna take a little bit of a detour here. Uh, this is Mulder and Scully in the hospital. Scully's pissed. Mulder pulled her off of the suspect and quote chained her to the chair outside Con's room. I mean, uh, the 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 amount of fucking dog jokes in this episode is just it's so just ridiculous. It's too much. It's, it's too, too much. Yeah. So she's annoyed. She says that she hasn't seen hide nor hair of Detweiler, Detweiler, I always want to call him Detweiler because of the blooper yes. Yes. of the gag reel. Uh, she says she hasn't seen hide nor hair of Detweiler. And Mulder says, that's aptly put. He goes on to tell her it's Detweiler. And he's sitting at this point. They were kind of like standing face to face because she, she was sitting. And she got up to be like, why the fuck did you pull me off yep. of this guy? Yep. So they were toe to toe. Now he's sitting. She's standing in front of him with her arms crossed. He's about to go to town on why it's Detweiler and she's like Mulder. You're going to start talking crazy and of course he is. <laughs> I love that. That was that was the Scully I know and like, yeah. yeah. Mulder, like mm-hmm. don't don't start this. Where are you going with it? He explains that he becomes something at night through a blood curse. He becomes the shape-shifting trickster like the dog Scully, being Scully, like like this Scully can handle the other Scully. I don't know what that shit was, mm-hmm. but she says so. He's gonna walk in here, skitter across the linoleum,
1: and pee in the corners. See, I see. I enjoy that kind of sassy. Yes, yes, love it. Yes.
0: Mulder kind of chuckles and says that he'll be back there, Detweiler, to kill Khan, and that Karen confirmed it. The way this man sat back on the bench as he said that. Pretty much tells me that he is playing a game too. He knew that would get a rise out of Scully and he smugly wants to see her struggle. These fucking people, I swear. Yeah. Did you not see that?
1: No, I didn't pick that up at all. He's
0: like, he's like, yeah. And Karen confirmed it. Mm. And he, he like leans back to watch her reaction. Yeah. Like he might as well have reached for the popcorn. He knew what he was doing. Oh, shit. Watch that scene again. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. (laughs) These fucking people, I swear to God. Oh, my God! All right. Let's let's, keep going. Okay. Okay. (laughs) She takes the bait and says, the only thing Karen is interested in is you. He wanted that and Mm. tries to shyly dismiss it. But come on. Scully goes on to tell him that she's manipulated the entire situation for her own purposes. And it's like, what do you care, Scully? Let it be. Yeah. Why are you threatened by her? I don't get the impression that Mulder is at all interested in this woman. (sighs) Nope. There never was from the beginning. From the the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, he says that Detweiler will come tonight and gestures for her to sit He picks up a magazine and begins flipping through it. She takes it out of his hands, (laughs) sits down, and starts going through it. Mm. They need a break from each other. I feel like they are both acting out of character, mostly her, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they haven't talked about anything. This is a way to kind of talk about it a little bit without actually talking to each other about it. I don't know what's going on. I need it to be like another syzygy. Where they're acting weird because of something outside of them. Yes. But honestly, I think it's what's going on internally. That is making them nuts. Yep. That would have made more sense if it was external and we could all pinpoint to why Scully's acting crazy.
1: Yeah. But if there would not. have been like um, something about the myth about it, anybody within its circle, they're going to not act right or, you know, something like right. that. Mars yeah.
0: aligns with Venus or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever,
1: mm-hmm. whatever. It's a full moon and this is and you're around this mystical creature. It's going to make something go wrong. Or, right.
0: Yeah. But I think it's all internal, at least in my head canon, the way I have to make this make sense for what the hell is going on here is that it's because they haven't talked since Diana's been around, since the almost kiss, Mm -hmm. just in Arcadia, like I'm sure there was weird
1: shit going on there. Yeah, Just the communication is trash.
0: This is the only way for them to kind of talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Poor Karen. This is not her fault. No, nope. She didn't ask for this. She nope. just wanted, hey, this is an inter- interesting case. Here, friend.
1: Yeah. Go look come at on. this.
0: Yeah. And she gets this, all this crap. I hate this episode. I, I will tell you, this is worse than space. I, I I, would agree. We didn't have any matching. We did no. overlap here and there.
1: Yeah. We got yeah. Cl- Our one and two were close, but no. All right. All Thoughts? Right. Story? Uh, This was one of the weakest episodes of season six i really tried to like it during this rewatch but i i just couldn't bring myself to get there definitely not one of my favorites i but here's the thing i don't think the premise was terrible although i didn't understand why they went with like a totally made up chinese myth when this creature could have just easily come from anywhere in the united states um, I think this could have potentially been a decent one-shot horror, but instead we got a very predictable bad guy reveal. I mean, come on. From the beginning, you From knew the, beginning. the freaking Detweiler was shady. Yeah. N- maybe not the dole itself, but you know there was something going on. I mean, come yeah. on now. Characters were making very stupid decisions. Like, if you're an armed wildlife officer trying to track down an animal that essentially chewed off a grown-ass man's hand, why would you go poking around in the dark with just that little catchpole thing? Like, take your gun out, dude. Get your gun out. If you're going to be searching for this thing, be prepared. And then we got some very off-putting behavior from Scully. Hmm. Um, But I do want to give credit and, like, one thumbs up to the scene where we see Detweiler, and it's not not even Detweiler, it's just, like, a, a guy... Um, in the shadows transformed from a man to the dole just before he attacks and kills the officer. I thought that looked pretty cool. I like that whole, sir, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. And he's walking and then all of a sudden he crouches down. I thought that was pretty creepy. I mean, that's what I have on story.
0: Yeah, I don't really have much to say. Um, the opening scene is so dumb. It's cool to see people of color, and um, but I'm kind of bummed they made them idiots. Like That's another... They're yeah. just like, ooh, let me hit this cage and ooh, let me like lift up
1: the thing and i don't know why would you do that all these dumb moves no this this crate is huge and if there's something in there that's capable of moving it that way why would you open that yeah that just rubbed me the
0: wrong way i i don't know what the point was to show us that karen knew the vet like so what and also the woman has a lot of dogs she's got to have a vet like, I don't know what the point was of Scully yeah, seeing I, the
1: picture of her on the wall. I didn't understand that either. Do you think it was maybe Scully going, oh, like, I don't know. Like, oh, so she knows this vet. Maybe she knows there's something else going on. <laughs> Again, if that was the case, it didn't translate no, well. No, not
0: at all. Oh, OK. So I have, uh, you know, I said this earlier, but Karen knew she was likely going to die and she mailed out that poster for him. Because I've listened to a couple of podcasts and they said that um she left a poster to him in her will. Yeah. I I feel like she, because she, we we get a shot of her looking at it. So I felt like at that point, she's like, all right, I'm going to send this back to him uh, just in case something happens Something to happens. Me. That's a good call. Overall, didn't like it. Not a fan. Fair.
1: Same. Monsters, bad guys? Detweiler, I didn't care for this character at all. And I get he was the villain and villains aren't supposed to be like cute and cuddly, but he wasn't even all that scary, dude. Like he was just a dick. And usually characters who have this sort of thing happen to them where they get bitten by a creature and then they transform. It's like the whole werewolf, werewolf myth. Um, There's sort of that internal struggle where they're scared and they're, they feel regret and guilt about what, what they're doing when they transform it. Detweiler showed little, to nothing of that because as Mulder said that the dole had completely taken over him and I feel like if he had been portrayed as as more of a sympathetic character his death would have been much more impactful for me as a viewer and it's a shame that because they had Andrew Robinson he's a great actor if he would have been given that opportunity to sort of play that I got bitten I got taken over by this I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic I'm scared I don't know what's happening I think he would have been able to pull that off great. But it, it just, it didn't happen. Okay, let me ask you this. If we were to
0: have seen the scene in which he gets the tranquilizers and he's sitting somewhere naked in a dark room, he's crying because yeah. he, oh, yeah. he needs to inject himself with this, th- saying, God, I hope this works. I hope this works. I think that would have work." Would Would that have turned this whole entire episode... Yeah, I feel like I maybe think so.
1: Um, obviously, for his character, for absolutely. his character, it doesn't
0: dismiss Olive Scully's bullshit. Absolutely, but for this
1: character, a hundred percent, absolutely. I want to see that. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. Or knowing that Karen was this expert, say, "I need you to lock me up, yeah, right now, and her. you do it,
0: and you, you do, do it. it, and if
1: it doesn't work, I need you to kill me."
0: Oh my god, I would love that.
1: Boom, would have loved that immediately. I would have been like, "Oh man, this dude, this is really fucking sad because now they're both dead." Yeah. So. so
0: my note for the bad guys is that I just don't know why he was killing. They didn't explain that. Why was he killing? And why was Mulder he killing said, those people?
1: Mulder said, "You killed because you could." Well, that's
0: sort of that's sort of a shitty reason. He didn't, though. He was trying to stop it. Stop himself. I mean, he did it because he could. Yes, but he, he was still a a bit a part of him didn't want it to happen. Right. Right. But because I feel like that line would have made sense. If we got the sense that Detweiler was obsessed with killing himself and this just gave him an out to Mm -hmm. do it, but then why go get the tranquilizer? Yeah. True. So I don't think he wanted to. Yeah. He was trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. But again, show us that struggle.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, Mulder. Some of his dog jokes didn't age well, especially the Yo Quiero Taco Bell one, but that's, that's on the writer. So back in the day, I didn't like the idea of Mulder having... An online friendship with Karen, and I think a lot of shippers didn't didn't like that. But I I look at it much differently now. He found a friend, like a like minded person that he could share his theories and and uh, ideas with. And I think he I think Mulder genuinely liked and respected her. He was happy to meet her in person without judgment. I you know I thought it was I thought it was really sweet. And even after he figured out that Karen wasn't being completely honest with him about Detweiler, his reaction was to like talk things out instead of maybe like full on rejecting his friendship with her. And I think that says a lot about how much Mulder cares about people. And even though, yes, we didn't see like, oh, they've been friends for forever. But we were given that, oh, they're friends. We're online friends. We're just two professionals sharing information. But aside from that part of it, I think Mulder was, I think he was pretty solid here. He was making jokes. He was figuring stuff out. He was confronting the bad guy without screwing around, beating around the bush. He flat out tells Detweiler, you become the tri- You become the trickster, a shape-shifting man who becomes an animal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. I thought that was great. So that's what I have on Mulder. Yeah, Mulder, I think Mulder
0: was pretty solid in his character, oblivious, <laughs> wearing his heart on his sleeve, mm-hmm. hoping for the best. Just like you said, meeting a friend. I don't really have anything negative to say about Mulder. But I do want to know, I do have a question. Why did Mulder go see Karen? Was it because Scully's words got to him? If so, women can be tricksters too. And she fucking planted that seed. This is when uh, Mulder goes to talk to Karen. Oh, yes. And he's like, I don't think you're being honest with me about like blah, 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 blah. And that added more confusion to me because at this point, I didn't think Karen was tricking him in any way. But then she admits to it. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? what? Uh, I know. It's just so confusing.
1: Yeah. It's all over the place.
0: Um, I, I honestly feel like this was almost like a really bad version of bad blood in which we only see like we don't see the different perspectives. We just see the different characters. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Karen doesn't seem like she's interested. Then all of a sudden, she does. She admits that she like had intentions to oh, meeting him. Oh, that's a and good stuff. point.
1: Yeah. Well, we should have been. We would have been very lucky if that's what it would have been instead of. Well, I'm not yeah. saying
0: it needed. I, I like I said, it's a very bad, yeah, depiction of that. Yeah. But that's the only way because none. It doesn't make sense because to me, she's not interested. He's mm-hmm. the one making all the, the first moves, yeah. and then he comes in and says, "Uh, you know, I don't feel like you're being honest with me, or whatever." And she's like, "Yeah, well, my intentions were blah 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 blah." Yeah, and it's just all over the it's place. All over the place, and that's where I blame the writing. I think it's the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I honestly, agree. I feel like we could just pick this one up and throw it away because it it's the <laughs> yes. one loop in all of this stuff that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people skip
1: this episode. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. I wonder exactly. I wonder why I haven't seen it in a hundred years. I want somebody out there to make sense of this, yeah, please.
0: I went. I was in Reddit threads trying to figure it out. <sighs> Everybody's flabbergasted. Oh.
1: Everybody. Yeah, I read. I read the reviews from. I think it's movie blog. The reviews are really good with uh, episodes, and even as insightful as they are, they were just kind of pr- basically saying what well, we're saying. Like, what the hell is? Oh is is happening
0: okay i do have one thing to say okay so there's two people i want to mention or two entities i would like to mention who i would like to hear from in regards to this episode one of them being dead raccoons she does analysis on youtube of these different episodes she has She has amazing insight. I don't necessarily agree with all of her thoughts, but I love the fact that it makes me think.
1: Oh, nice. And
0: I would love to hear what she has to say about Scully in this episode. That'd be wonderful. I'd also really love to hear what the X-Files Diaries have to say about this because they are really good at this stuff, too. Yep. yep. And the ability to spin it and make it make sense in my head because I know, like, Annie is definitely really good at Mm -hmm. that. And again, I don't necessarily agree with everything that she has to say, but I feel like at, if I were to hear uh, episodes about Alpha from, from them, mm-hmm. it would
1: help me a lot in my head because I can't figure it. it out. Yeah, to process yeah. it and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it that way. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I yeah, At that. least
0: at least get the wheels turning because I feel like I'm a Roomba stuck in a corner. Like, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> that's Turn a good, me around.
1: That's a good analysis. Yeah. Turn
0: me around. Get me exploring again mm-hmm. because I'm just stuck. Yep. All right, dude. Okay, uh, let's go. I thought we did Scully, but we didn't do Scully yet. So let's go on to Scully. No, we haven't done Scully. Well, We've done Scully this whole yeah, entire episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, So, um, I mean, needless to say, I wasn't a fan of how they wrote Scully in this episode. And we've talked a lot about this. So what I wanted to say was, have we seen Scully be fiercely protective of Mulder before? Of course. Have we seen jealous Scully before? Of course we have. But I think those moments were far better written than what we got here. That's pretty much all I have to say on Scully because we've talked so much. Yeah. And those weren't necessarily done well either. But this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, I like, like, for example, with Karen, uh, with Detective White, it, it wasn't like you know, Emmy worthy television, but at least that was funny. At well was it wasn't expan-
0: the explanation was because they of this weren't, weird
1: shit going on. Exactly. They weren't being themselves. Um and, and
0: it, w- it had more to do with Scully's character just in general because she's like
1: smoking.
0: Yes. She you know, all this other stuff. It yes. wasn't directly directly related to like her um, being—it wasn't all just about her being jealous of another woman, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then it's also like, Deanie, it's also like, just fucking shoot your shot. Then shut the fuck up. Just Thank go you for it. Thank you. If this is bothering you so much that you're gonna start bullying this, this person, this poor woman who yeah. made a connection who yeah. just happens to have made a connection with the person that you love, fuck you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Why are you being
0: an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Shoot your fucking
1: trying. You're not doing
0: anything. At least she's she's trying. She's
1: trying. And then um I think the ex the ex cast said um in, in regards to this episode as well, do something about it. You were there with him at the end of the episode where you was looking sad. Why not say, Hey, hey you let's know, go what? To dinner. let's go have dinner. Dinner's yep. on me tonight. Come on, let's go hang out. I have yep. been like, boom. All right. Scully's trying to shoot her shot, or at least trying to be um Yeah. Shooter shot. All right. You're so fucking jealous. You have this perfect opportunity. He's sad. He's like bummed out. Invite him to get a drink or to dinner. Not just because he's sad,
0: but. No, but but even if you orchestrated all of this, even if you orchestrated all of this and this is the result of it, how are you just going to be like, okay, I'm going to go home knowing that he's not online talking to her? That's another form of like her jealous antics. Is that, okay, I eliminated that one. I could go home and rest because oh, I man. know he's not talking to her online.
1: I can go home and sleep easy. That's fucked up. I know. That is really fucked up. I know. But she did kind of did the same when Diana Foley died too.
0: Exactly. She, she was
1: there and she couldn't stand her. Well, nobody could. And right. for good reason. And we all good reason, had was, good reason. Yes. And she know. was jealous, but... And then when she died, she's like, I'm sorry, I know she was your friend. She kind of pulled that same thing with Karen here.
0: Yes, and it makes me want to go, I, I don't want to, actually. I'm not going to go rewatch Amor Fati because I don't want that scene to be tainted in any way. But it is exactly the same.
1: She's having remorse of how she treated the, right. them. The so-called threat has been eliminated, so now I can just go home and go to sleep. Scully's Yeesh. my
0: favorite character. Yeesh. This is really hard.
1: It is. It is. That's like, I don't want to think that, but this is basically what they're giving us. Okay. And well, we're that's- are just discussing it. So. Well, that's
0: what I have for my Scully notes as well is that, um, you know, she changes her tune at the end. She wasn't a fan of Karen, but seeing Mulder go through it, you know, in the office at the end- she tells him that she thinks Karen saw in him a kindred spirit and that maybe what she did was the highest form of compliment. And that's really gross. <laughs> maybe her sacrifice for whatever, mm-hmm. I, oh, the case, the... Um, See, that's how I interpreted it. Solving the case for him mm-hmm. was the highest form of compliment. And and again, exactly what they said in the uh, X-Cast podcast, you're just going to leave and go home? Yeah. That's so gross.
1: (sighs) I know. Really struggling with this one, dude. I know.
0: I I didn't expect this.
1: No. Unexpected. Not not at all. It's like, um, you know, we... Not We're not a fan of this episode and we're getting into this like we're getting really deep into it. It's kind of like when we did space. We didn't like that either. and We went off on some other thing. But we're staying at least we're staying on topic here. We're talking about. We're staying you know, on stuff. topic,
0: but, but, we're it's, ju- it's, but we're going back and forth. We're just saying how much we can't stand Scully and we don't understand Scully. Like yeah. I'm sorry to our listeners right now because uh, uh, you, this episode has just been like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. And legit, we don't. What you're getting from us is, like, we're desperately, like, we're staring at each other. We're trying hard to bring it out of, like, do you have an answer? Do you Mm -hmm. have an answer? We don't. And I wish you did, Dini. I'm sure you wish I did, too.
1: I don't. See, I was, like, hoping that as we got through it. It would start making sense. The puzzle pieces would start falling into place. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not happening. So yeah, for sure. Everybody who's listening out there, if you, but I think a lot of people feel the same way.
0: I think a lot of people are put in the position to feel the same way, but don't want to find an answer. They're they're more, they're okay with just wiping this off the shelf and pretending it Mm -hmm. doesn't exist this is canon this has happened this is for real yeah make it make sense yep somebody
1: somebody please
0: okay what's next uh we're uh, doing, relationship
1: re- relationship well i think we've Jesus exhausted Christ. the hell yeah. out of that pretty much um what i had to say I, it's been said already
0: yep same i um, i skip i'm fucking done
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, but yeah we've been talking about the relationship <clears throat> throughout this whole thing throughout the whole thing yeah yeah, it's
0: directly but indirectly related to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what recurring guest star would you have liked to have seen in this episode, or just who would you have liked to have seen in this episode? I would
1: have liked to have seen the lone gunman, and maybe have Mulder contact them to learn more about this, um, about the Wen Chang Dole because they knew a lot about like uh, legends and myths, and it would have been interesting to see how they would have reacted to Mulder having an online friend. And and not like in a funny way or but just to be like, um, oh, where did you get this Oh, a friend of mine I met online, we're dealing with this case. Oh, really? Huh. Well let 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 me tell you, I we know this and we know that about it. So that's what I said, the lone gunman. All right, I like that
0: answer. All right. Well, who I would have liked to have seen in this episode is a very easy answer, and that is Dana Catherine Gully. <sighs>
1: Ooh. I don't know who the f this Ouch. person was. Good answer. Yeah. Oh
0: gosh. All oh, right. My gosh. Well, well. Seriously, I, I honestly, I think I would have loved to have seen Scully's therapist. We don't see her often enough, but I would have loved if the episode ended with Scully ashamed of her behavior and talking to her, trying to figure out what's going on in her head. Boom! I love that answer. I would have absolutely love that you know all the shit that we just talked about yep. would have like undone and at least she's trying at least she's aware of it that she's at aware least of it. Yeah. she's trying i would have loved to see her being like what did i do mm-hmm. why am i behaving like this why am ah. i having these sort of aggressive feelings towards i'm so jealous mm-hmm I have been jealous before, but I'm really jealous. Yeah. There's something I don't like about myself that is happening. I've done that. I've been in therapy. Oh, yeah. I've gone and been like, what the? F- what the hell's uh, wrong? Why didn't did matter- I behave that way? Mm-hmm. I am so ashamed. Please tell me, what where, where do I need to go to fix this? Yeah. It would have changed this whole entire episode for me.
1: Oh, for sure. I would have been like, oh, my God, look. She's aware of it. She's very aware of it, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. She's trying to make herself better for not only for herself but for for her relationship with Mulder, yeah, yeah, good answer, dude. I like that one. Thank you, yeah, I like it. All right. What line would you have liked to have heard in this episode? I would have liked to have heard Karen call Scully out regarding that ironic or perverse fucking question, and I realized Karen was very passive and introverted, but it would have been awesome to have seen her come out of her shell for a bit and say something like what exactly are you suggesting what exactly are you trying to tell me and you know what furthermore i don't care get the hell out of my house that's the line i would have wanted <laughs> to hear that would have been great i agree
0: what line would i have liked to have heard in this episode same dude i would have loved for karen to kick her out of her house look i don't know you I don't know what you have going on with your partner, but you are extremely unpleasant. And you're a doctor? Get out of my house right now.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. A check. I check, mean. Check. Tug. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad we're on the same page with that because I would have fucking loved that. She deserved it. Yeah. That would have been that. that would have been the perfect opportunity for her to say, like you said. I don't know what the hell is going on with you and your partner. But again, it goes back to Scully sort of like zeroing in on this very ill, very passive, very kind of awkward that she couldn't bring herself to be confrontational, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I would have loved to have seen if But she that would have been, been like, that would have been the this. twist. That yeah. would have
0: been the twist is that, OK, we're all watching Scully bully this person. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I am drawing the line right here. Get the fuck out of my house. Don't ever come back. Yeah. I don't know what he sees in you.
1: Yeah. And furthermore, don't ever touch my dog again because I'm going to kick your ass.
0: Bitch. (laughs) Motherfucker.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm glad we are on the same
0: page. Yeah. All right. Well, this, this next question is the hardest one that I think we've ever come to. But who... Who won this episode? Who
1: gets a dozen tamales? i I was so like I had no idea I all right, this episode was so bad. I almost wanted to give my dozen of tamales to Karen's dogs because they were adorable. <laughs> but then I started thinking about it. and uh, i'm gonna I'm giving my dozen of tamales to Melinda Kulia. I thought she did an excellent job playing Karen. and as a guest star, I'm sure it's not easy, especially this far into the series, to be in a scene with Jillian and David and hold your own the way she did. So, dozen of tamales. I would
0: love to give her that much credit, but her husband
1: was the director, so I'm sure she had a fairly easy
0: route in this. All right, that's fair. In my opinion. All right. Um, I do not give that dozen tamales to her. I'm glad you did, because honestly... Honestly, at this point, anybody coming into the X-Files, regardless of her husband being the director. Yeah. Anybody coming into the X-Files, they're taking a chance that this episode's going to, you know, be amazing or flop. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yep. not her fault that this flopped. Right. So I think I talked about this in Leonard, Leonard Betts and how, like, Paul McCrane really took a chance mm-hmm. on this episode. You're going to give birth to your own face. like, <laughs> yes. and, and he's like, okay, sign me up. Yeah. You know, it's a hit or miss thing that which we talked about from the from the get of this episode. I don't think that it landed the way they were hoping it would. It's a chance that you take. So anybody who's willing to risk. Yeah. Their, you know, quote unquote, like acting card. Yeah. I admire that. Yep. So kudos to her. But. I didn't give her my dozen tamales.
1: Okay, who gets your dozen of tamales? Honestly,
0: I wish I didn't have to give out a dozen tamales anywhere. I ended up going with Fox Mulder. Okay. He was the most consistent Yeah, in this episode. Fair. Even if I didn't like him mm-hmm. in certain places. Yes. Very consistent with his character. Mm-hmm. I agree. All dozen right. Dozen tamales. All right. Speed round. I don't have much because I was fucking done with this episode. We just... We... Yeah. Um...
1: Uh...
0: Do you want to go first? Two things. Apparently, people can just threaten to kill. Detweiler's like, you kill, I'm going to
1: kill you. That's a federal officer. How is he not arrested? Exactly. Um, When he says, that's one strange bird. Meanwhile, this man is a whole ass monster. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people can just mosey around a crime scene. Like, Mulder just lets her, like, walk around and, like, do shit. Oh, and then I said, poor Jojo. I don't like seeing dogs getting hurt, shot, killed.
0: Yeah. So basically it's like, um, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to think of the dogs as, as the bad guys in this. Yeah. I wanted to know, I guess my next speed round, my last one is, um, was Karen named after Karen Coneball Because it was K-A-R-I-N. And that's the same way Karen Coneball spells her name. Who's Karen? Uh, who's that? Karen Coneball is Mrs. Peacock she's chucky oh, and she's uh that's right hmm maybe she's that's how she spells her name k-a-r-i-n K-A. nice maybe so i'm thinking that was a kind of a nod to her i'm hoping anyway that would be she's amazing she was at uh x fan fest or whatever oh in in saratoga spring uh-huh. oh man yeah, she was there that's awesome let's move on let's get this episode jesus christ all right let's go all right weird facts this is from IMDb and Next Files Wiki. Writer Jeff Bell's pitch for this episode was quote, Scary dogs in the city. He was inspired by seeing a pack of wild dogs roaming near Los Angeles, near a Los Angeles freeway. He wrote the episode in just three weeks. I mean, it is pretty clear yes. that you wrote that
1: episode in three Sorry, weeks. Sorry, Jeffrey Bell, but yeah, it's pretty clear that that's what happened. Not only
0: was the character of Karen Berkowitz named after Over the Rhine lead singer Karen Berkwist. Oh, okay. The character of Ian Detweiler shares the name of her husband, bandmate Lynn Detweiler.
1: Have you ever heard Over the Rhine?
0: No. I haven't either, but now I want to... I don't. Fuck that. I'm (laughs) not going to go listen to anything (laughs) that has anything to do with this fucking episode. No. Dude,
1: but what if they're really good? I don't
0: care. This is a horrible episode. All right. Fair, fair. Fox promoted the episode with the tagline, sit, stay, kill. Interesting. That's pretty I don't remember
1: that. I don't
0: either. And you know what? I honestly can't remember what the boards were like and
1: what the chat rooms were like after this episode. I remember when we pulled this episode initially. My my first memory. I said uh, when Scully said dog woman, but it was the Wolfman. quote was wolf woman, and yeah. I remember uh, us laughing about that. But again, I think we were the. It was we were very shipper focused and we yeah. probably thought that was fun. That's not fucking funny to me. No, now.
0: none of it is this whole entire episode. But that's yeah. why I wonder what like, what were you we talking about that? Because I feel don't feel I feel like we we were smart enough to not be threatened by this woman at all. Yeah. But I do feel like we were rabid enough to never talk shit about Scully.
1: Yes. That and, and not liking the idea that Mulder had a friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because we're-
1: Because God forbid. Uh, yeah. We're, you know, we're very young and it it's just has to be mold and Scully. I mean, God forbid this this so poor man stupid. has a freaking friend. I know. No,
0: I can tell you I am I am ashamed of a lot of the shit that happened way oh, yeah. back in the day. But, but again, if I still felt like that, that would be the bigger shame, right? Yes, yes.
1: Well, you know, we were very young.
0: We are young. Uh, it was
1: different times. Different like, times. You we know, were We stupid. And yeah. um, probably the first show that we've ever, like, gotten this into. And so, you know, sort of bouncing off each other on the chat rooms, on the message boards. I can't believe Mulder is talking to this woman. Oh, I know. I can't believe. That kind of thing. The character name of Jeffrey
0: Kahn, the San Pedro U.S. Fish and Wildlife officer, is a nod to longtime X-Files, Sim- X-Files assistant film editor Jeff Kahn. Nice. Yeah, dude. So that's pretty much all we got. All right. Let's fucking draw another episode. You know what the good news is? We're not going to draw space. We're not going to draw this. Yeah. And honestly- We're not
1: going to draw Ghost in
0: the Machine. No, but Ghost in the Machine is a million times better than this yeah, episode. That's and true. space. But we're, uh, you know, the only one that I'm scared to draw is Tessos Dos Pichos. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you were saying that was the worst one Worst rated. You know what? I need something that's going to redeem Scully. Give me something that's going to redeem Scully. And if Reyes has to be attached to it, so be it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I'd be good with it. As always, I pick one and then all I right. Uh, wait, before
0: you tell me what it is. Okay. I made the mistake the last time of just blurting out the answer. Give okay. me some
1: clues. Give me some clues. Okay. Here we go. This is, um, I believe this is season two. Okay. It's Mulder focused. Please don't tell me three. I'm sorry. It is three. <laughs> Come on, universe. We got alpha and now three. You're killing us. Shut. <laughs> it's three, dude. It's three. I don't know what else to say. Uh so we went from war- werewolf to vampire. Let's do let's do two over. No, I'm just kidding. We can't do that. I don't know what to say, dude. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is so disappointing. This, this is where we lose
1: our listeners. This is where people just bail out and be yeah. like, I don't want to listen nah, anymore. I'm not going to listen to this I'll, I'll podcast. Give it, I'll give it uh, another couple weeks until they get to. I was really hoping like for like a humbug or something lighthearted like that. Or
0: Okay, so what could make this worse? What can we pick after the end of three that would make this whole thing even worse because we went from bad to worse right now what what can make worse to worser which episode
1: uh probably that's dos Pichos." uh probably el mundo gira el mundo gira so prob improbable for me see i watched that recently and i didn't hate it oh god i hate that episode but i, I, um, I don't know I i'm hoping for
0: a different outcome um, when we get to it sunshine days so
1: fucking sunshine days oh god
0: what's the one with jesse Pink- pinkman was like all the flies and was like jackass. lord lord, of the, lord flies. of the flies that was stupid yeah there are so many stupid why did we do this we should have <laughs> just picked all the best episodes up
1: oh man all right well well let's see i mean how long has it been since you've seen three I've, I,
0: it's been a very long time, but I often run across gifts of Mulder making out with his girlfriend at the time, or David Duchovny making out with his girlfriend at the time, Perry Reeves, Mm -hmm. and uh, Mulder is a great kisser, Mm -hmm. so uh, it just enhances my thoughts of like how he kisses Scully, and I'm okay with that. That's probably the best thing I can bring
1: from this episode. Let's sort of go into it with that thought of... We hated it before because we were Scully was gone. There's no Scully, but I don't know, dude. Let, let's,
0: hey, look, let's revisit. look, let's look, revisit I don't blame it. him. He's going through it. The amount of stupid shit that I've done when I'm going through some shit is ridiculous. I have a knack for when shit gets bad and I can't make sense of things in make my really brain.
1: Fucking bad decisions. I
0: make incredibly bad
1: decisions. I'm the same way.
0: Yeah. And I can give you all their names. <laughs> well, let's not do that on air. Let's wait till we're off air. Incredibly bad decisions. Yeah. Oh, so
1: yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him. But all right,
0: let's fucking get out of here. This all is right. ridiculous.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you for listening.
0: Yes. You ready to get out of here? Yes. You can find us at the X-Files chatroom podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Oh, what we totally forgot to mention the posters.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's mention okay, that. Okay,
0: guys. All right. Really, really quickly. All right. So I make um uh, digital art in my off time and I sell them locally. And um, I made a really cool I Want to Believe poster that is Southwest themed, Native American designed. And, um, you know, it's selling out here where I am. I sell them on my personal website. I sell them. I sell them at Indigipop. When Dini and I went to Indigipop, I sold them over there. Um, I've been selling out of them. And um, so basically, we talked about this. We want to give out two
1: posters
0: to you listeners. Yes. As a thank you, because it's been a year. And I want to say thank you to All of you have been listening to us, who have commented, who are just, you know, making us a part of our day. Yes. A part of your day, I should say. So, yeah. So what I want you to do is if you're listening to this, I want you to comment in our uh, episode thread has entered the chat. Yes. Basically. So it will say, Dini, if you went to our episode thread for, Mm -hmm. for this episode, it would say d g has entered, has entered the, chat. the chat. Yeah, And if you're not on social media, if you're not on Twitter, if you're not on Instagram, send us a DM and just say, hey, listen to it. I want to be a part of this drawing. Yeah. Or an email.
1: That would work too, right? Yeah.
0: And this is, you know, this is one of my creations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very, you know, as any artist is very insecure about her shit. Yeah. I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my shit. (laughs) Shout out to Erica Badu. But I want to, you know, we want to thank you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, this is for a thank you for all of, like Jessica said, listening, um, commenting, supporting us in this last year. So, please do that. Yeah. So, we can get some posters out to y'all.
0: I'm selling out of them as we speak. So, I'm going to make sure that I, I hold on to two of them and we can get them to you and you can put them on your wall and it will add to your X-Files collection yeah, hell yeah alright Dini, alright you ready? yeah let's get the F out of here let's go, bye everybody bye, thank you